The media said Joe Biden's president. Ha 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 ha. Welcome to the podcast. Hey everyone, it's Thursday, September 1st, 2022. Today in the headlines, Joe Biden will address the nation from Philadelphia tonight to continue the demonization of the MAGA GOP movement in an apparent attempt to save Democrats from defeat in the midterm elections. As California goes, the nation goes. Rolling blackouts, energy restrictions, health mandates. Can the nation resist getting fucked by Californication? And is Mitch McConnell and the establishment GOP trying to sabotage MAGA candidates in the midterms and sabotage the new Republican revolution? Are we talking about all these headlines? And more coming up right now. All right, so President Biden to deliver primetime speech in Philadelphia on battle for democracy. Well, we all know what the Democratic Party is, and they prefer democracy over republicanism or constitutionalism. But the battle for democracy is not a real battle for democracy. Uh, As most of us know, it's a battle for America, and really for, uh, to preserve the Constitution over democracy. The speech will be delivered outside Independence Hall in Philadelphia, the White House says. According uh, to the spokesperson for the White House, he will talk about the progress we have made as a nation to protect our democracy, but how our rights and freedoms are still under attack. And he will make clear who is fighting for those rights, fighting for those freedoms, and fighting for democracy. This is what I mentioned before. The fact is, is the Democrats and Joe Biden in this speech are going to pivot and stand upon the platform of MAGA. Because it's actually MAGA that is standing up for the Constitution, which outlines your inalienable rights that you get to possess and retain in this country. So this is from ABC News. Biden to address extremist threat to democracy in primetime speech. He is sharpening his attack on MAGA Republicans as the midterm looms. So as I said, this is the reason it's in Philadelphia at Independence Hall that they're trying to stand on the MAGA platform, which is preserving your constitutional rights, rights uh, like the Fourth Amendment from search and unreasonable search and seizure, which was obviously violated in Trump's case, uh, the continued uh, rights of free speech, uh, the Second Amendment rights of gun ownership. So how can you say that, well, how can Biden say that he's standing for rights when actually he goes up there and talks about banning assault weapons? Well, isn't that one of your rights? How can he say that when in fact he has the FBI uh, violating Trump's Fourth Amendment rights and other uh, people's Fourth Amendment rights um, and the rights of free speech by having the FBI help Facebook censor or calling on Facebook to censor. So this ABC News article goes on to say, White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre told reporters Thursday's speech would be in the same vein as his messages to the nation after Charlottesville clash involving white nationalists and on the one-year anniversary of January 6th at the Capitol. 
realistically here, um, they're evoking white nationalism and fascism and trying to demonize and paint Republicans as fascists, semi-fascists, white nationalists, and further to demonize them. This is nothing new. But the fact is the real racists are in the Democratic Party. The KKK was a Democratic Party mob, really. And um, this is, they're just trying to switch things around like they often do. They try to paint themselves as the, as the ones standing up for freedom and for individual rights and the ones that are against racists when actually they are the racists, they are the fascists, they are the authoritarians. They're the ones that have to get out of office, not the other way around. The new Republican Party or the MAGA platform is going to be the way to go because it's constitutionalism that protects your individual rights. So this ABC uh, News article goes on to say that Biden has repeatedly cited Charlottesville as the moment he decided he was going to run for president. In 2017 article for The Atlantic, Biden said, the deadly event was indicative of the giant forward steps we have taken in recent years on civil liberties and civil rights, and human rights are being met by a ferocious pushback from the oldest and darkest forces in America. This is all true, but Biden represents the darkest forces. Um, this whole painting of America or conservatives as racist, it just isn't true. And the fact is, what they do is they externalize what they are themselves and try to paint their opponents with the brush that they indeed are, um, are for. I mean, they are, they're for all, all these policies. If you look, I mean, if you just look at the state of the nation, that's just the case. So moving along to California, California is asked to keep AC at 78 and Nick's electric vehicle charges to spare grid. Now, the California operators say this could include asking residents to set their thermostats to 78 degrees or higher, avoid large appliance use and EV charging, and turn off unnecessary lights between 4 and 9 p.m. when the grid is most stressed. Now, this is the state that just said that they're going to ban all... Um, combustion engine vehicles or the sale of new ones by 2035. I mean, this is just a ridiculous thing. And then this is what's going to happen is you're going to have an electric vehicle that you can't drive because you can't charge it because there's no electricity. Or it's going to be so cost prohibitive that you won't be able to drive. And that's what people are saying now. In France, it costs $100 to charge your electric vehicle when it's about half that to fill up your car with gas, a gasoline-powered car. California declares grid emergency, warning of blackouts, electricity use seen hitting five-year high early next week. Consumers are asked to conserve. California officials declared a statewide grid emergency to cope with surging demand for power amid a blistering heat wave, raising the prospect of rolling blackouts. It is my speculation that this heat wave, especially in the Northeast, this has all been engineered. I don't remember such a year of, I mean, we have uh, droughts and heat, um, but it, it is just strange to be happening, coincidentally happening in this midterm election year when they're citing all these uh, green energy needs. 
Um, but it kind of back, backfires on them because the fact is, is that people, and during a heat wave, people use more electricity and not less. And so it puts strain on the grid. And of course, may, many people know that renewable sources only power less than 30% of the grid at best. So in some other California news, uh, a chicken processing plant fire destroys Montebella facility. So this is another food processing plant that burst into flames. Now, this has happened to, to many, many, many food processing plants across the nation. Nobody's really sure about the causes. It seems like sabotage. Now, who would want to sabotage food processing? You could take your pick at the culprits. So moving on to news uh, about Mitch McConnell and the establishment GOP um, Peter Thiel rebuffs Mitch McConnell over Senate rescue in Arizona. So the article goes on to say, uh, in the ensuing weeks, a high-stakes game of chicken would play out between McConnell and Peter Thiel, culminating in a move last Friday by a super PAC linked to the minority leader, the Senate Leadership Fund, to abandon about $8 million worth of TV, radio, and digital ads originally booked to boost Blake Masters in Arizona. Arizona, his Senate run there. The move was preceded by a pair of phone calls last week in which Thiel spoke to McConnell and the Kentucky Republicans' top financing lieutenant, Stephen Law, who heads the Senate Leadership Fund. So this is MAGA and the new Republican revolution going up against the establishment. Will Mitch McConnell try to throw the midterm elections, particularly for MAGA candidates, to preserve, because obviously, if the Republicans take back the Senate, Mitch McConnell will be out as uh, leader of the Senate. Not surprising. And this is voiced by Town Hall in this opinion piece by Todd Starnes. So is Mitch McConnell sabotaging MAGA candidates to stop 2024 run? Well, it might not be to stop 2024 run. Uh, Mitch McConnell is a political animal, so it's certainly not surprising that he's trying to do this because, as I just mentioned, that he will likely be voted out as Senate leader if, uh, if the Republicans, and particularly MAGA Republicans, get a majority in the Senate. So Mr. Starnes goes on to write, I suspect it's a calculation on McConnell's part that if Trump's candidates lose, it will end a 2024 presidential race. It's despicable, but it's exactly what we've come to expect from the establishment wing of the party. President Trump rightly called out McConnell. Why do Republicans senators allow a broken down hack politician, Mitch McConnell, to openly disparage hardworking Republican candidates for the United States Senate? This is such an affront to honor and, uh, to, honor and to leadership. He should spend more time and money helping, helping them get elected and less time helping his crazy wife and family get rich in China. This absolutely is true, and this is no surprising. But I disagree with Mr. Starnes here that this is a play by Mitch McConnell to end a Trump run. I mean, the Republicans want a Republican president, regardless who it is, uh, and they, I'm sure they will do some subversion when we get closer or uh, Trump announces or what have you. Um, but this is just the establishment fighting back. My real thing is that he's a political animal and he's trying to survive. Um, 
because he can't have MAGA take over the Senate. That's his big worry. So that's why he's trying to undermine. But he's establishment. And as most people said about the Uniparty, the establishment, the deep state, or the administrative state is a uniparty. So it's establishment politicians in the Republican Party. Uh, so the Republicans that are accused of fascism really is the establishment Republicans that team up with corporations to subvert the, uh, the will of the public or the electorate. It's the same thing the Democrats are doing now. They're a bunch of cheaters and, uh, and grifters. So moving along, uh, Bloomberg states DOG is likely to waste pass uh, to wait past midterms to reveal any Trump charges. Well, I mentioned this earlier because the the reality of the situation is, if they indict Trump, they would have to re- release the complete affidavit, which would show the ridiculousness of these charges and and this whole hullabaloo over Trump moving documents or or taking documents or whatever, that it's a, a spat with the National Archive. This isn't really any sort of serious charge, no felony, no, not even really a misdemeanor. So um, I think this is Bloomberg, right? Yeah, this is Bloomberg. Um, so Bloomberg goes on to write, under longstanding department policy, prosecutors are barred from taking investigative steps or filing charges for the purpose of affecting an election or helping a candidate or party. Traditionally, 60 days before an election. This year, that would be by September 10th, which makes it unlikely anything would be announced until after November 8th. Um, the reality of this is is that they are helping the election by not filing charges. So this this whole statement is disingenuous because really they're helping Joe Biden or, or the excuse me, they're helping the Democrats in the midterm elections by not filing because if they indict Trump, they would have to release the affidavit with, which would show that this is just a political move by the FBI. So by keeping the indictment for, you know, from failing to indict Trump, they are actually hiding um, the affidavit, which will spell out exactly that they had no probable cause for going into a former president's residence and uh, taking many, many, many documents and many articles and passports that things weren't even outlined in the warrant. So it basically allowed them to go on a fishing expedition. But still, the specter of indictment is what's going to, they hope, the Democrats hope, the DNC hopes, will help them in the election. So by not charging Trump or releasing an unredacted version of the affidavit, they are indeed helping um, one political party in the election. So many of you might have heard that Sarah Palin, former governor of Alaska, loses her special election for Alaska House seat. Now this is strange. Governors usually don't go this route because a governor really is a higher executive position. They don't go uh, and then seek a House seat because that's like a lesser political. But she's trying to make a political comeback. Palin, the Republican Party's 2000 
eight vice presidential nominee will get another shot at the House race in a few months as she and the person who won, Mary uh, Patola, are among those vying to fill the full term in a separate election in November. So the Democrats are making hay about this and saying, oh, the look at the red wave is not happening. Sarah Palin loses her special election. Uh, this was a complicated election. They had just changed the rules, so that might have had something to do with her loss. But keep in mind, this is only for two months, and then Sarah Palin will be back for the general election for the House seat in November. So this is making a lot of hay about nothing, really. And we will see at the midterms what the, the stakes are going to be. In unrelated news, uh, this is from Fox 5 New York. New York gun law applicants have to provide social media accounts. So if you want to conceal carry in New York City, you have to provide three months, I guess it's three months, of social media accounts, uh, which is just ridiculous. We'll be able to browse the applicant's social media post to decide if a person has the character to carry a weapon. Well, the Constitution doesn't say you have to have character to carry a weapon. It says you have the right to bear arms. That's what it says. It doesn't say you have to have the character and then you have the right. Everybody is endowed these inalienable rights. The requirement was added because lawmakers say the previous mass shooters have sometimes dropped hints of violence online before they acted, which were never acted upon by law enforcement. So what does that have to do with anything? Is that they're gonna bar you from having a gun if you say, hey, I support MAGA, or the, the people on January 6th who protested in front of the Capitol, protested in front of the Capitol, were right to do so. Then they might not let you have a weapon. So this is unfortunate for New Yorkers who had a Supreme Court victory only for the state and the city to put in these ridiculous hoops that you have to jump through to carry a firearm, which you should be able to do in New York City because it's getting more dangerous. I don't understand that why people, why people are so afraid of guns. It's so ridiculous. It's a gun is a tool. It's a tool to kill, certainly. That's why I tell people, I'm like, you don't brandish a gun. If you're gonna take your gun out, be prepared to take a life. If, if you care, if you conceal carry or you carry in public. I'm presently don't carry in public, but that might change depending what the crime level is. I always look at it as, you know, what is the risk? What's the risk of you being accosted by somebody with deadly force? Um, where I live, it's unlikely. And I wanna keep it that way. I don't wanna have the need or the want to conceal carry if I don't have to. I mean, that's what I pay taxes for. The police are there to help me, supposedly. Whether the prosecutors do, that's another story. So we'll see. That's it for me, Rudy's Revelation. Don't forget to like, subscribe. I'm on Truth Social now. I finally got on. So check me out on Truth so Social, Facebook, Twitter, Getter Minds. See you tomorrow.
Wake up! Wake up! <laughs>